It's time for building the game. Building the game with Jason and friends. Tabletop game design. The the end of the episode that's when it technically ends hello and welcome to building the game a documentary podcast today is monday october 17th and you're listening to episode 542 as always i am your host jason here today joined by two friends and game design diner, blah, two friends and game designers of mine no two friends of mine who are also game designers heather newton and connor wake wow that was really difficult <laughs> I, I told you I haven't recorded in a long time. It's been like a month, which is probably the longest I've went without recording in six years, if not ten. So, yeah, welcome. Hello. Thank you. <laughs> How's everybody doing today? You know, the usual. <laughs> World is crumbling. Everything is great. Yeah. It's all good. You know, yeah. ups and downs. I uh, I believe there is more silence around my home, so I'm excited about that. I'm celebrating that we're going to be better for recording and there's not a yes. lot of chaos going on in my backyard anymore. Yes. Yeah, normally when we're, for the listeners, when uh, Heather is on our weekly Discord meetings, hey, come to those, uh, there is a marching band playing outside, uh, directly outside of her window. So just yep. going for it. <laughs> Yeah, I, it's just funny. Like, I don't think there's a funnier sound than a marching band randomly in the background. Um, that's just good stuff. That is just good stuff. It it reminds me of uh, recently something happened in the UK. I don't remember what. It was not the Queen dying. It was something else uh, that happened before that. Her, well, it was clear. her her seventieth, the anniversary. No, of her it was being the it was like monarch. a politics thing. It was something to do with like Brexit or something. Prime Minister. Maybe it was the prime minister and they were coming out and speaking. um, But somebody had a huge speaker set up and Hugh Grant tweeted at them and suggested that they play the Benny Hill theme song on repeats. And they did like over these loudspeakers. So as these politicians are giving these uh, like important, I mean, you know, critical (laughs) speeches, I guess it's this, it's just repeatedly playing the Benny Hill (laughs) background and it's fantastic. (laughs) So, yeah, that happened. Uh, so anyways, not quite as uh, not quite as good as, as the marching band behind Heather, but I enjoy it. I was trying to pick out what song it is. <laughs> yeah, I have my accompaniment. It makes me sound way more important, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> Some people I'll, joke about I'll, wanting theme music. You've yeah, got it. I'll unmute. And then before you hear me, you hear the marching band. So it like introduces <laughs> me. Yeah, Must be Heather's turn next. <laughs> yes. Any, well, I'm sorry, uh, mar- you don't get to experience on the podcast, though. You'll have yes. to come to the come to the meetup. <laughs> Any marching bands or noisy neighbors near you, uh, Connor? Or you do all right? Oh, thankfully, no. I used to live in a place, though, that you could hear the guy in the bedroom next door in the next apartment roll over and fart and <laughs> stuff. Great. I was sitting in a meeting one day, and I heard that, and I was just like, Great. <laughs> Uh, like, we moved out I of hope that every, place. everybody else can't hear that in the meeting and doesn't think it was me, right? I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, like, it was 
we moved into this place right as the pandemic hit. Like we were oh, trying no. to figure out a lease. And then we were like, okay, we finally found a place that wasn't going to be bad. And then we were trapped inside with him. Oh, gosh. <laughs> he like, did not live with you. He was the neighbor. Oh, no, he was the neighbor. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. it didn't feel like it. It felt like oh, he no. was your roommate because well everything be you did. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. That was. Yeah, we moved out of that place as soon as we could. Um, <laughs> is that the place where you were before you moved here, or no? Was that before that? Uh, that was the place before that. Okay, we moved way too many times. It was, uh, <laughs> I don't know, oh Bay Area landlords and situations are a bit of a mess sometimes. So, uh, yeah. Speaking of speaking of long range farting, um, so <laughs> I actually have a tie in for this. Um, my kids discovered uh, that if you have an Alexa, you can say Alexa fart and and she will. Um, and she can do like a hundred different kinds of farts. Uh, and you can even oh. buy the extreme farts pack, which I've so far told the kids they're not allowed to buy. Um, and they haven't figured out how to buy it yet because it's all voice commands. Um, but then my mom wanted to get a Alexa so that she could like play music in her new house. Uh, and I was like, oh yeah, we have Amazon music. I'll just hook it up to ours. So literally she can just tell it to play music and she really likes it. But I also realized that with my Alexa app, I can launch a fart attack at her house whenever I feel like it. So, uh, yeah. So just randomly when my mom's home, Alexa just starts ripping it for her. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that's pretty funny. So, she, um, the kids she figured it's out that it's you. Oh, she knows it's us. Yeah. Oh, she okay. knows it's us. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, she's a hundred percent certain of that. Uh, but it just—it's—it's I, I basically we do it, and then I'll get a text message that says "super funny." Stop doing that, um, and then we do it the next day. So um, I try to do it when it's just when I know she's going to have a guest over, or when the kids are there. Because when the kids are there, then uh, that's just double payment because the kids get so excited about it. Um, but yeah, no, I know she's got her sister and a friend coming to town this weekend, so. Uh, and then we also have the find my friends app, uh, on iPhones. So I know if she's home or not, so I can look to see that she's home and then, and then launch the Alexa fart attack. So yeah. Well, the, good, the, good fu times. the future is now everybody. <laughs> Sorry. And actually that brings us to our topic. It is Wait. about technology, right? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was going to have one last aside. Cause I just remembered a TV show from my childhood, uh, where they let, they did home renovations. Uh, but they uh -huh. let the kids take charge. Uh, they kicked the parents out, and the kids got to redecorate the house and rebuild it. And one set of kids didn't like that their parents slept in, so they installed a fire truck siren above their bed and a shaker in the bed, oh, and no. they hid the switch somewhere in the kids' room behind a secret panel. Um, and yeah, so they could do that every morning. And I'm just like, oh. who on earth signs up for this show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -mm, mm -mm. No, 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 no. You're if you let my kids do that, you're taking my kids after the show's over. <laughs> my my kids have finally reached the age where like when uh on Saturday mornings, they'll just get up. They know how to work the TV, they know how to like work like you know all of the streaming stuff, so they'll just get up and start watching something on streaming. And like my wife and I just stay in bed. It's like really nice. We actually get to sleep in again. <laughs> Yeah. So the kids are up at like seven on the weekends and we get up like eight 30 or so. Um, and it's fantastic. But yeah. Uh, if there was a fire alarm, they would totally use it. They would 100% do that. <laughs> Even though they don't mind that we're not up. I actually think they kind of like it. Uh, <laughs> but 
Yeah, that's not cool. That's not cool. Uh, so the future, uh, as Heather said, brings us to our topic. And the uh, the topic is we are going to talk about um, prototyping methods, uh, specifically around uh, newer things like um, newer things like uh, 3D printers and crickets. Specifically, those are two things that the three of us have talked about in our meetings. And uh, yeah, so we're going to talk about that. All right. Well, let's, um, so we're talking about two different things here. We've got 3d printers, we've got crickets. Um, but I would love to start on the cricket side. Cause that's something we really haven't talked about at all. Um, we've talked a bit about 3d printing in the past and some different pieces of it. Um, but so for the cricket thing, from my perspective, I have heard lots of good stuff from people, especially Connor. I've heard less good stuff from Heather. Uh, <laughs> but I'm interested in getting one, uh, for prototyping. And so, you know, this was something that we were talking about uh, on one of our episodes, uh, one of our episodes, on one of our weekly recordings. I just record those. That's like a free 30 minute episode every week. Um, <laughs> that done. would take out the charm, though, Jason. It, it really would. It would. It would be bad. <laughs> um, plus, I know we all talk about things on there that we definitely don't talk about on the show. So, um, <laughs> yeah. But so crickets. So let's start off with um, I know that. um uh, Connor has one model. He has a slightly fancier model, I think, than you do, Heather. But I would love just in general, like, um, like what? I don't know. What do we want to? I was trying to think, like, what? Start with like, wh- what is? Yeah, like, what is it? Well, like, yeah. let's start with that. What is yeah. a cricket? For anybody who doesn't know, it's not. We're not talking about the you know <laughs> thing that's real annoying. <laughs> I mean, Heather does think the cricket is annoying sometimes. But. <laughs> um, it's a it's a blade cutting machine. So like. There's also another kind of cutter that's a laser cutter. That's a different thing. Mm-hmm. Than, uh, mm-hmm. And specifically the one that I have is uh, the Cricut Explore Air 2. And it was like $180 off of Amazon. And it can cut different types of thin materials. You can make stickers with it. Um, so like vinyl stickers? Yes. Well, That's its so big I, thing, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I also bought a like a crafting kit when I got it. So mm-hmm. <clears throat> it's not necessarily targeted at game designers. It's more targeted at crafters. And so you can buy a kit with it that has like different kind of implements and tools. So when it cuts, it uses, I think that this is also across the board with Cricut. There's like, you have this sticky tacky board that you put whatever you're cutting onto. You stick it on there. And then mm-hmm. slide it in kind of like a printer through these okay. guides. Yeah. Um, and the gears will pull it in and move it around and cut whatever is on that sticky surface. So that's this that sticky surface is one of the things that is a huge pain in the neck about a cricket. Um, but you can buy tools that are like scrapers and picks that help you pull it up off of the um of the sticky mat without ripping things. But yeah, I, I also bought a packet of like supplies for a cricket that are things like wall decals, you know, so you can make that live, laugh, love wall decal if you're into that, <laughs> or you can make your own that's snarky and like <laughs> riffs off of that if you want to, cause it's yours. You can make anything live, laugh, you want. Love, but with a picture of Skeletor, that's the best one I've seen. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> so I bought mine so that I can um, more quickly manufacture the surprise gifts that I give away for shout out a Palooza at Protospiel online. 
Mm-hmm. And I've been uh, I bought three different kinds of vinyl stickers, so clear shiny, white shiny, and matte shiny. And I discovered or no, and matte vinyl, matte white. I'm sorry, matte white, white shiny, and clear shiny. Anything shiny doesn't work uh, in the cricket in my cricket unless uh-huh. um, if you if you need the registration marks, which is something we can probably talk about back and forth a little bit in a minute. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so eh, so there's a little tip right there is if you need it to cut out exactly a picture that's kind of complicated, don't print it on something shiny because it can't register something shiny. Interesting. Yeah. But uh, I've made some stickers and some like envelope cutouts that, I, that like I do the outside shape of the envelope and fold it up and make mm-hmm. a little tiny envelope and. So That's cool. it's really sped up that project for me. I've been glad I bought it, but it, every time I know I have to sit down and do the project for various reasons we might talk about, I'm like, okay, buckle up. I'm going to need a punching bag. I'm going to be very angry. I'm going to throw <laughs> something on the floor for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Will's like, okay, so I'm going to leave while you work on this uh, thing <laughs> right. here. Right. right. Yeah. Like, it's not you. It's the cricket. It's fine. It's fine. So Connor, oh yeah. So from your perspective, like, what is what does your version do? Yeah, so I got the Cricut Maker. I mean, so I specifically bought this because um, I think I mentioned before I got repetitive stress injury in my hands, and so using an exacto knife to cut out like polyominoes or just hexes and tiles was going to mean I couldn't like type and do my day job, and also I'd like to have my hands anyway um so 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 i was like looking around for stuff to make this a bit easier on myself and the cricket was um was was the thing basically Mm -hmm. um so since i needed it to be like cutting out chipboard um Mm -hmm. i got the cricket maker Mm -hmm. um which so there's basically the main way the cricket like basic version works is there's like a little cylinder that has a knife blade in it um Mm -hmm. And the, it's on a pivot, so it actually twists around. So what happens is when it moves, well, it doesn't move. It works like a 3D printer, pretty much, except it doesn't have up and down. Um, okay, okay. There's a housing that moves side to side, and right, then the mat right. moves in and out, and that way you can do the whole 2D surface. Right, yeah. And, yeah, so, and that is exactly the same thing a 3D printer does, except for yeah. that it goes up and down as well, yeah. Yeah, and so the cheaper version has that rotating knife, so as it drags and it turns, the knife kind of rotates itself and turns around, mm-hmm. um, which means cutting corners is not the best because it kind of gets like stuck as it tries to like turn itself and all that sort of stuff, like sharp corners. Um, mm-hmm. So that's that's how the, that one works. Um, it also means you can't put a lot of pressure behind it or cut through thick stuff. Um, so that's where the Cricut Maker comes in. Um, instead of relying on like dragging the knife around and having it rotate itself, Mm-hmm. Uh, it's actually got a gear, so it's got like an extra axis, basically, of control. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. So yeah. the knife is a big old exacto knife now, mm-hmm. um, and it turns itself uh, okay, to cut okay. correctly and like lifts up and goes back in at different angles and all sorts of mm-hmm. stuff. So it can cut out chipboard like up to two millimeters, which is like all I need for prototyping purposes. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, two millimeter chipboard is that? That's pretty standard chipboard you would yeah. use for most game stuff, right? Or like yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. It does take a while though. So um, mm-hmm. if you're using complicated shapes, um, 
like I had a whole sheet of polyominoes on an eight and a half by eleven printer paper chipboard, and with a knife thing, it took like three hours to cut them all out. Okay. So it starts to get into like three hmm. D printer territory. Right. Right. But again, but- I don't need to use my hands. I don't have to watch it. I can go do whatever. Right. Right. But I mean, it's the- not you know when I was doing prototypes of um of a. Uh, remember the name of that game i don't know i make games and then i forget the names of them um our map game our 3d map game um perfectly parceled i mean that like printing out a whole game for that is about a 15 hour print (laughs) yeah broken into smaller prints because i can't do it all at once because i have to switch colors and stuff but Mm -hmm. um yeah it's probably 15 hours to print that whole game but I, i mean i look at it as like it's 15 hours that i'm not spending most of my time doing so if yeah. Like if I can set it and forget it, you know, like with a Cricut and it can cut out chipboard, mm-hmm. that seems pretty cool. I also read that the Cricut Maker 3 does like balsal wood. Is that? Oh, I think probably. that it said it does. So yeah. So I got mine like four or could, five years ago. Um, could yours not do balsa wood? It seems like balsa wood is dry. Is thinner than two millimeters, so why would I think it's the density? Oh, oh, I'm not saying Um, that his couldn't. I'm saying I don't know because I've only looked at the Cricut Maker Three, because that's I was like, if I'm gonna get one, I might as well get the newest model just so that I have like whatever all the bells and whistles are. Okay, ah, that's where I'm gonna bring up the other, the main sticking point about Cricuts. Uh, They are not for uh, people who like to have any control over their hardware and software. Um, they go with like the apple model where good luck trying to do anything because they've locked it all down Mm -hmm. um or the adobe model or you know where everything's going nowadays Mm -hmm. um like if you look on their site for like the projects you can do uh it's stuff like here you want to pay a dollar to download this like smiley face that says live laugh love oh yeah um it's that that's what this is aimed at this like moon shape like you couldn't just draw that yourself you know what i mean yeah. Um, oh, so can you not draw stuff yourself and put it in there? You didn't you can't. used to be able to. Okay, okay. Okay. You can now. You now can. you can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is just so that people know, like, the type of company that runs it. They used to sell right. USB drives with the shapes on them. And that was the only way you could cut anything out. But I mean, that uh, is, like, very crafter-focused, right? Like, if exactly. you're at your yeah. scrapbooking club, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's for that you... sort of stuff. Like you want to be trading USB drives like they're cigarettes <laughs> in prison, you know? I mean, like it's like. <laughs> I think these are like forty dollar USB drives. So I just mean that, like you know, you get all together with your pals and then you can yeah. you know mix and match. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I, I, it is attractive to me that they would have a robust like amount of shapes that I could just pay a small fee to download. Oh, don't you know oh, any of them? No, no, oh, I'm just okay. saying you don't want any of them. They're. <laughs> It's not a good deal. Nah. Not even okay. a close to a good deal. Okay. So um, all you have to do, and like the way my workflow works is I make all my shapes in Illustrator. Mm-hmm. Um, I, with the graphics and everything on them, like if it's a polyomino with stuff on it, um, I'll make that in there and then I'll just export it as a PNG with a trans, like transparent background mm-hmm. and then import it into the Cricut software. Oh, and yeah. then it can just do it. And then I'll just double check yeah. that like I've got the correct size, right? I'll make sure the mm-hmm. size and that I expect it to be is the size because it will import it at different resolutions and all that sort of stuff. Right. So um, can yeah. you like do basically a whole sheet then of like, and then just bring it all in together? You do it like all in Illustrator and then you just yeah. pull it all in or? 
do you like or do that work within the cricket? Well, you need uh, the cut lines and you need the art, right? Right. So it depends on what you're doing. Like yeah. if you're just if you're just getting a piece of colored paper and cutting shapes into it, that is less stressful, less frustrating yes. than if you're trying to, you know, print your like Connor's polyominoes and Line get it double sided right. polyominoes. Oh my gosh, double sided! What are you thinking? <laughs> no, it's fine. It's well, fine. but I mean, you can. So I see. So that okay. So when you you print on it and then you put it through the cricket you print the thing first and then you attach that printed sheet onto that sticky but with like chipboard you can't print chipboard i mean you just use a sticker sheet yeah so here's how like i'm sure my process is different than heather's because like i do the well yeah do you do the scan and cut method um i do i do that yeah i i make the little envelopes that i make are double-sided so i print a double-sided piece of letter paper you know Mm -hmm. and then i stick it onto the board and cut it out and i'm i i had to go through a lot of trial and error to get those lines figured out and so it when you you tell it i'm printing i want to cut out something that i have printed and it's like okay here's what you should print and it gives you something with a registration line this like thick black frame you Mm -hmm. print that and then you put it on the cricket and it, it looks at those lines and then okay. it uses where they are to understand where it should put the cut lines. And that was part of the file that you put in too. And that's what I was okay. saying won't work if you're ha- if you have a shiny piece of material. Yeah. Right. Because then it can't see the cut lines. Right. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Cause it uses like a little spotlight. It goes to each edge and it reads it with a little spotlight. So I guess what I was envisioning was that you were like, I, I think I have this totally wrong. I was thinking this, that you were like, hey, I have, I want to cut these polyaminos out of chipboard, right? So you would put a file into the cricket that was like, here is the file that I want to make. And then you would load in chipboard and you would say, cut these shapes out of this file. Is that not how it works? So my process, and yeah, as Heather said, it took a lot. Like when I bought the thing, I was like, this was a mistake. I just wasted uh-huh. like $400. I'm yeah. an idiot. Um, and then I figured it out. It's like, it's like getting a cheap 3d printer where you're like, wow, this was, this is broken. It's just broken. Um, and then you're like, oh, actually, no, it's great. Um, so the way I do it is there's two, there's two modes. Sorry. I'm like zigzagging all over the place. There are two modes that the cricket operates under. Um, (laughs) there is the cut mode, which just takes in shape, either your, your own that you've uploaded or you've downloaded or whatever and just cuts out the shape. It doesn't okay, matter okay. about so registration it can lines. Be than what I just described. Yeah, you yeah. can, yeah, you can yeah. give it like a sheet of shapes like that you just upload uh, into it. Yeah, so it as long as you don't care about them lining up with anything on the page. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I was right. saying like if I have a blank a bunch piece of, blank of chipboard hexes. and I wanted to cut yeah. out like a bunch of hexes out of it, uh, I just put that in and it does it. Okay, that's yeah. actually the kind of stuff for me that sounds great. Because yeah. I can put stickers on things. That's not a problem. I'm not worried about that. Well, but then you cut out the stickers. But, so, yeah, so this is what yeah. this is how yeah, I do it. It's um, yeah, yeah, the other yeah, mode is is scan and cut, uh, which is what Heather was saying about the registration mark. So you upload a picture. Um, it has to be between nine point two five and six point seven five inches, and I've got that seared into my brain. Um, Otherwise, it's too big because it needs to put the lines around it, right, to mark okay. the boundaries. Mm-hmm. So you're kind of cutting down how much space you're getting out of this 
like sheet paper. Um, and then it takes your image and mm-hmm. it says, okay, here, print this. And it's basically put a border around it. And also my favorite feature, it adds bleed automatically. Um, so it just kind of extrudes all the edges out a bit. It's not perfect, but it's like pretty good. Um, that is Cause cool. then I don't have to do it. Um, and then I print that out on sticker paper and then I stick that onto my chipboard and then I load it onto the mat. And then this is what I had to experiment a bunch with. Um, you have to tape the mat down, the chipboard down to the mat, because mm. the sticky stuff is not sticky enough to, to hold, hold it down. Mat. And if okay. it was sticky enough, it would just rip the whole thing to pieces because it's glued <laughs> yeah. it to the thing. And it's right, a little right, bit right. too sticky for normal paper. So yeah. it's sort of just like, mm, you know, just yeah. this techno- right, the right. way that it works is just kind of frustrating. You got to rub some and, dust on it a bit. And by, <laughs> so. well, and by the way, too, the other thing that it does, mine does, I don't know about yours, but I'll put it in and I'll be ready to start cutting. And then I'll think, Oh, I forgot something. Whoops. And I'll cancel it. And I'll not be standing (laughs) next to the cricket. And it thinks that I canceled. It means it should spit out that sticky piece of stuff. So it spits it out onto the carpet and then it gets covered in cat hair. And I'm like, that's when I throw something. Yeah. (laughs) I've got a pause button and an eject button. Yeah, well, I'm saying from the software. Like, I'll go oh. over to my computer in the software and oh. say, oh, cancel, never mind. Okay. And it takes cancel to mean spit this, spit, the, spit this thing out onto the floor yeah. with sticky stuff all attached to it. So, yeah, yeah because I don't, I, don't, I don't have it in the middle of a table, right? I have it at the edge of a right. table. So, so and to yeah. me, like, the big selling point on this for me was the idea that I could do polyaminos and stuff and then i don't mind printing and cutting out sticker sheets if i need to like doing that Mm -hmm. manually i'm more than happy to do that what i don't like doing is using an exacto knife to cut out anything ever Mm -hmm. yeah and like yeah i'm good with you can do you can just titanium scissors i love them they're great now putting the putting the sticker on the chipboard it works perfectly like once you get the hang of it um it's not a problem lining up double-sided saves you yeah um like it's it's it doesn't the putting a sticker sheet on top doesn't do anything wrong okay uh sometimes it will miss a, line. a little harder right yeah yeah but that's always hard um right like yeah that's hard uh, printing on normal paper i never make yeah. double-sided cards i have clear <laughs> card sleeves so that i just print yeah, two just... copies and then cut mm-hmm. both of them out because that's fun and then just put it, them in back to back it will miss a line sometimes um, I had this problem for a while and I had to do all the firmware updates and all sorts of stuff. And I finally figured out what was happening because it was always misaligning the cut on the scan and cut image by like the same amount every time. Okay. I was taping the chipboard down with blue scotch tape, which, oh. yeah, you see, <laughs> so it, it was... thought the scotch tape was the registration mark. And I'd always put it in roughly the same, you know, boundary on the thing. So it was always cutting it in the roughly the wrong area. And I finally swapped over to like the beige scotch tape. <laughs> it works fine. Yeah. That's funny. So silly stuff like that happens a lot. So you always got to keep an eye on it when it starts to just be like, did it do that first shape yeah. correctly? <laughs> and I, I've certainly had that problem with um, the 3D printer too, where it's doing something super like, what is wrong with this? And then you're like, Oh, like I was like, this is jammed. It won't load. Oh, I just need to do like a slanted cut on the filament and then it always fits no matter what. Okay. Well, that was good to know. Cool, 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 cool. So, 
And so, that, well, another thing to be very aware of with the cricket is it, you have different settings for how deeply it's cutting. So before you start doing your cut, uh, mine has a dial on top that you can turn, oh, but it yeah. doesn't, I, but I don't think it works is the thing. Like I tried to use it in the middle <laughs> of a cut. I tried to change it in the middle of a cut uh, that wasn't going well and it didn't make a difference. But then when I canceled that and started over from the software, it worked, but I, I think you probably digital. I don't know. I think you want to have that dial be the same as what you tell it to be from the software. Yeah, mine but... doesn't have a dial. Yeah, I think that's the other thing with the Cricut Maker, which is why it can do the Exacto knife, is it does have a very short Z-axis, so it can go up and down a bit. Mm -hmm. um, okay, which is how it does like pressure. So mm -hmm. you set the pressure in the software. Okay. And, yeah, and mine has some degree of pressure, but it's a much different, it's a very slight difference mm -hmm. in pressure, right? And so I had an, a situation where I was trying to cut out a sticker sheet, like a tiny little sticker sheet um, of tiny decals. And so I want it to cut through the sticker, but not the backing of the sticker, if that makes sense. Yeah, so like the pressure sense, yeah. was very specific. And when I, uh, and there's also a pressure at which it cuts out the sticker but like too well. So it scrapes the sticker off as it is moving uh, around. Yeah. And this was another, I'm going to throw things moment. Right. <laughs> so I, I needed to, I've had I, that happen I, with tiles where they pop out and jam into the whole thing and it starts screaming. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so anyway, it's like each time I'm learning how to make a new thing that I want to make several of. Right. Cause I'm using this. I'm actually using this more like as a crafter in, in the use case. Mm -hmm. I have yeah. right now. I'm not making any prototypes. I'm making something that I'm trying to make 10 or 20 of, like basically as a gift or as a thing that I can sell on our website. So that it's important. I'm making a recipe basically for this product right. that I'm going to produce. I have to think about how can I make this repeatable, you know? Right, <laughs> right. Kind of writing a little SOP for myself each time I make something new. But that one was like, oh my gosh cardstock thickness no paper thickness no like that, oh yeah. so yours has the that feature where they don't let you actually set these settings it, where they say like it's craft paper and you're like which craft paper are you talking <laughs> right. about because right. they they give you this list it's i hate it i don't know who thought this was a, i mean obviously they're trying to lock their software down and make you buy their own proprietary yeah. chipboard yeah. But right. you go in and there's a list of like 200 uh, like things you like materials mm -hmm. and they're just names. So it's like art illustration board. And you're like, what is right, this? Right. Like, right. what kind are you talking about? And you cannot just say, hey, I need you to do three cuts of this thing and I need you to do this much pressure. You can't. <laughs> what I've done is I've gone and found some material I'm never going to use and I've just edited it slightly because this is the other thing you can't fully edit stuff you can only edit each material within a certain like range that that material mm, has been set as okay. editable yeah. in mm. and so i fudge it a bit and i'm like so that's what i did for the sticker paper because i wanted to cut out stickers the same way and so i basically found if i went with um tissue paper or with more pressure okay oh my gosh <laughs> it cuts it out right uh, so you just go, you go through wow. so many sheets of this like stuff that was already expensive in the first place. It's, it is, it is a bit frustrating, but, yeah. but then yeah. once you know, once you figure it out, 
it's really saving you a lot of time. So that's where uh, mm-hmm. basically I think the reason this came up in our in our uh, weekly meeting is that there was noise going on in the background of like click clickety click 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 for me because <sighs> the cricket was cutting something. And uh, Connor was like, how are you liking that? And I'm like, it's a jerk. <laughs> it's a jerk, but it makes things possible that wouldn't be possible otherwise, you know? Yeah. Right. So. And like, yeah. that was, I think the recent one was I was uh, in the 15 minutes between like me doing my little update and the end of our little me- weekly meeting, I had it cut out just a whole sheet of like weird succulent shaped pieces. Yep. Yep. And then I was just like, little plug for the cricket. I could do this real quick. And then I think you were like... <laughs> annoyed how how are well, you doing that the, the way that you can do it is because you can cut chipboard I, that's not even yeah, something that mine exactly can do. so right. so yeah. I, I understand like for me i i have thin paper sometimes i i have these little tools one of them looks like a dental tool that i <laughs> yeah. that i pop under the corner so it's it's off the sticky and then i use like the, this other like oh, spatula, it's a spatula yeah that, that scoops it up so that i don't rip it and but right. so it's like it saves me time I don't have to cut it, but then I have to sit there with the board and go pop, scoop, pop, scoop. You know what I mean? Like until yeah. they're all off. But since so, I do right. chipboards and like uh, magazine board and stuff, all I have to do is take the sheet and like bend it. Yeah. And everything yeah. just kind of pops off. But so only because the material printer where you just you just bend the plate a little bit, you yeah. wiggle it, and then it'll just pop the stuff loose. But I've also done the yeah. trick of um, I use older of those sticky boards or Mm -hmm. I make sure that they're not very sticky anymore. And -hmm. then I just rely on the tape holding things down in like roughly in shape because that does a better job than the sticky stuff usually. Like you need a little bit of grip so that it doesn't just like twist around and slide all over the place. But yeah. 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 And it's kind of a waste of uh, scotch tape or whatever, but yeah, it's, uh, it's wise to put it on the corners as it gets older. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I have to say, like, listening to all of the different thoughts on this, uh, in one hand makes me be like, wow, like you can do a lot of cool stuff with this. But on the other hand, it's kind of the same trepidation I had before getting a 3D printer, that it just yep. sounds like a pain in the butt mm-hmm. to do everything. And I have to ask myself, like, how much time would it save, right? Like, because I'm not, like, it's, you know, it's like 400 bucks. It's not, like, ridiculously expensive. It's certainly doable. Like it's a business expense, but like, gosh, if it's going to be a pain in the butt, like to the point where like, I can't do the things I want to do with it, Mm -hmm. then is it worth getting? Like, I mean, Connor, you basically got it to start out with because you needed to cut things for you. So you didn't have to cut things. Yeah. You know, and quick thing, if you want to get the older version of the cricket maker, it's 250, uh, which is the one I've got, which Mm -hmm. I have had a completely reasonable time with i think right in terms right. of like what i can do with it you know right so right i wouldn't well, say you have to get the 400 dollars one right and it you. looks like yeah it's 379 uh right now looking at it so it does say it's two times faster well it says two times faster than the original so mm. probably it's one times faster than yours <laughs> because yours well, is probably twice as fast as the original but like he was saying you don't care so much about how long does it take it to cut the thing out you care right. about how That's long does it point. take you to get it to work so yeah. the the thing the thing that is, is true, like yeah. if you if you get the one connor has you can ask connor for his recipe <laughs> you know what i mean because what i'm hearing connor say is this was really time consuming to learn how to use but yeah, now that right. i know how to make the kinds of things that i want to make 
and I can, and I do it often enough probably too, that I remember these are my steps or I, you can write your steps down if you don't do it often enough. Um, and so, so kind of for me, I would say if you have, be ready to have a couple of days where you're going to be really frustrated trying to learn how to use the thing. Full of regret. Yeah. Full of regret. I I certainly had those days with the 3D printer too, so. Yeah, but it's 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 the learning how to use it that's really bad. And then it can, as long as you can get through that, it can save you time Mm -hmm. after that, right? Right. Mm -hmm. And that's true. I just have to consider whether or not I want to put that kind of time in. And if like, that's the other thing is I'm waiting until next year simply because I want to see what type of games I'm doing and and if I'm doing physical yeah. prototypes enough for it to matter. Because mm-hmm. right now, like, it's not worth it. I'm making some physical prototypes, but not enough to where, mm-hmm. you know, I, like, I need all this stuff. So, so yeah. yeah. So I'm, um, I'm considering. But this has given me a lot to think about. Um, oh, what is, definitely so- possibilities, too, um, that you probably hadn't thought of. Because I bet you, like, this succulent game, uh-huh. Um, where it's like some of the shapes are these weird wavy circle things and some of them are like t- 20 pointed stars mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think anyone would ever <laughs> even bother trying to prototype that right do, yeah, well, and the true. shapes matter do the shapes and fit the sh- together yeah like they puzzles? all they all it's like a tetris yeah. sort of game but they're all weird shapes that fit together right well don't that's a don't fit point, together yeah. so it's like those sorts of things when you, it's like once you start using it you're like oh i could actually do that now <laughs> yeah um, that's a good point yeah so yeah. but like if you don't make those kind of games it doesn't matter yeah there's a couple of things that mine does i'm not totally sure if yours does connor which is y- you can put a marker into the mm-hmm. sleeve where where a blade could go and it can draw out things for you too mm-hmm. and also you can put a stylus in there i was gonna do that with things, yeah. yeah uh i was mm-hmm. gonna do that with the envelopes and i decided it wasn't it wasn't worth it because it's like a third layer to line up after the front <laughs> yeah. and back and the cutout, but you can score things to be ready to fold like quickly. If you interesting. Um, care about that as well. Right. And, that's interesting. And if you want just something simple, like rounded corners on tiles, it does uh-huh. those really nicely. Right. Oh, I bet. <laughs> all yeah. my, all of my tiles just have rounded corners, like the mm-hmm. conveyor belt game I've got. Mm-hmm. If the conveyor belt, like each the conveyor belt's made up of a bunch of rows and they've got like a two bars on either side to kind of hold the pieces in if mm-hmm. they had pointed corners it would just jam right 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 but because it's got the rounded and i know i can get one of those rounded punch things but like i threw it's a very complicated it's not very complicated right, it's a right. slightly involved like 3d construction out of card stock thing cardboard right. thing and I can just throw that all in and just have it make all of it all at once. And, no, and, and I can is, just, and it's yeah. like, if you say this power is two millimeters and that power is two millimeters and it's like a hole in a socket, they fit together. You want to make a puzzle? Right. It's actually going to fit together instead of, you're never going to make it fit together by hand, right? Right. Oh no, totally agree. Uh, totally agree. That sort of stuff I can do. It's funny, the the corner rounders, I always thought those were super dub. Like people, I know <laughs> designers who like will make cards on cardstock and then like literally round every corner and good for them like that is meticulous i love it um but i got one when i got my laminator which again plug for the laminator one of the best prototyping tools i've ever we gotten. should talk about that <laughs> um yeah. i uh it came with a corner rounder, and i'm like why would i use this and then i realized because 
uh, because corners of laminated sheets are deadly uh, otherwise. Oh, so that makes sense. So yeah. I trim them to the size I want, and then I just uh, and then I just round the corners, and they look nice, um, and they don't uh, hurt you. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, we can. Um, so that was that was a good discussion about yield crickets. Um, oh, um, one thing I want to uh, say oh, is one. Yeah, go ahead. A couple of things about what Connor told me before I got the cricket. I was like, okay, I'm buying this. And Connor raised his hand in the Discord and was like, yeah, I've got one. Here's some things to be aware of. So one thing you told me was, go ahead and install that um, software and start playing around in it. You'll see. Okay, it literally would not let me have the software oh, no. until I had the cricket in the room with me. Oh, so there, there's a they tip. Change that. So. As, as assuming it's still that way. And then also you're yeah. saying the, the space that it can take up. I, I think I was confused by what you said. It, it It's basically like it is most of a uh, eight and a half by 11 sheet of paper, but it's just pushed in. So it's like, yeah, it can be the number that you said. It's like six and some inches 9. wide. 5 by 6.75. Uh -huh. Okay. So it's nine high nine ish yeah. high and six ish wide yeah so mm -hmm. it is it is like a portrait size space but it's less space than and that's only if you want to print a pat like a picture and then have it cut right. around the picture right. but it could print cut the whole page if it was just a solid yeah. color that you were just mm -hmm. printing a, or cu cutting that a shape out a bunch on that piece of one colored chipboard or something like that yeah so I don't regret buying mine if that helps. I'm, I'm... that actually does help because <laughs> it sounds like you do. So the fact that you say you don't uh, makes me surprised. It just I, opens up yeah. stuff but like at a maybe cost. It's, 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 maybe, uh, maybe I have rage issues, Jason, and it just triggers my rage issues. There's nothing wrong with that. I understand what rage issues are like. So, um, yeah, if you've got any quick things we want to say about laminators before we move on to 3D printers, uh, we can do that. Um, they're a trap for roll and writes. Uh, as in, yeah. they sound like they're great for prototyping roll and writes until you've now got a massive stack of plastic oh, yeah. <laughs> from all your iterations. Don't do it until right. you're sending it to a publisher. Yeah, so my kind of, I, I, I ran out of that trap where I like laminated like a board like 12 times and then was just like, um, so two things on that. One, uh, the lamination plastic, while probably not great for the environment, is super cheap. Like I bought like 500 sheets of it of my Amazon for not much and I'm still on that same 500 sheets and I've laminated way more things than I ever should have. Uh, very irresponsible laminator I am. but uh, But I did learn that lesson of like, when you do that, take a scan of it, like maybe try a play test because you can always just print it again after that first play test. Uh, yeah, I definitely do. You know, if I'm going to go to a convention and I'm going to plan on playing that version a few times, then mm -hmm. I'll do that. I'm going to send yeah. it to a publisher. Absolutely. Uh, but yeah, don't do it on your first draft. That's dumb. Yeah. And <laughs> uh, definitely learn the hard way on that. But a laminator is a fantastic tool. Um, it just makes things nicer too. Like, you know, you've got a board and you're just going to print it like on, on paper, you can print it on paper and then laminate it. And now it's nice and sturdy, uh, mm -hmm. as opposed to not being sturdy. So, um, the mm -hmm. other trick I've learned too, is you can print several pieces of a larger board, laminate them separately, and then just use like scotch tape on the bottom 
like so that you just fold it up nicely into a compact mm-hmm. thing to fit in a box and then it's easy to fold it back out and it stays together then um so those are mm-hmm. some tips i have for doing that with like a laminator um but yes what connor said do not do that with your first version because you will just waste a lot of uh oh plus i i one of the cool tricks i did recently with uh when I was working with uh, Michael on our game before the light dies, the older version, I actually took um, a uh, I took a sheet and uh, like a piece of paper, uh, cut out a hole in the center of the piece of paper, and then laminated it. And so what I ended up with was a screen that had a clear plastic slot in the middle that I could mm. use to like that fit a certain grid, so that I could use it to mark things on the grid. Um, without how and then still had the rest of the paper running to kind of cover everything else and that was pretty cool that was pretty slick how that worked um Mm. and actually for the very first iteration i just put a blank sheet through and just had a big blank sheet of uh of plastic that worked great for like a transparency so Mm. yeah so there are some little is it yeah well like i print out like a hex grid or a square grid or just Mm -hmm. something like that and then I just have a bunch of them laminated. And so yeah, now I just yep. have like prototyping boards and I can just draw on them with a wet yep. erase marker. Yeah, yeah, that's a great idea. It's a great well, idea, yeah. And it's a really easy to, way to make uh, dry erase boards if you need them for mm-hmm. a prototype. Just, yep. yeah, just agreed, agreed. laminate a white piece of paper. <laughs> yep, yep. Just test your pens beforehand because some of them might not uh, come off. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. Like some of them have erased and it's just smeared and it's just, you have to break out the, like the fancy spray and everything. And yeah, mm-hmm. test the markers. <laughs> um, so uh, let's talk a little bit about 3d printers here. Cause we've, we talked a lot at the beginning about the cricket stuff. So let's, <laughs> let's get some 3d printer stuff in here before we run out of time. Um, so we all have 3d printers. Uh, we all have three different kinds of 3d printers kind of of three different levels uh mm-hmm. heather you have a toy box you said which is like the i i'm sure a lot of people have seen those in ads online probably um, i know i have it's meant to be a toy for kids basically so easy kids can use it so and it's very compact it only lets you print very small things yeah yeah, yeah. and it's um and it's oh, super, super easy to use correct yeah i think it is pretty easy to use i think the the two biggest problems I've had with it are that it falls off of my Wi-Fi pretty easily. I don't know if it's the toy box's fault mm-hmm. or my Wi-Fi's fault, but getting it reconnected to Wi-Fi is a little bit frustrating when that happens. But it's got like an app on my phone. So I, I just have this app where I can shop for little cutesy toys and just make one um, uh, anytime I want to. And you can also upload things from Thingiverse into it and have your own creations and i've done that a few times for what i use it to, and i again use it to make these gifts um mm-hmm. for shout out shout out a palooza prizes so it works very well to make small things that fit in an envelope and ship anywhere in the world with a forever yep. stamp um yep. and and it's it is fun because the filaments are all like named after they're called printer food and they're all <laughs> named after food like they're like coconut is white and strawberry is like the sparkly red one. And yeah, so yeah. it's, it is kind of delightful. Just it's, it's made to be a delightful, fun, creative sort of experience to use a thing. The other problem I've had, like I, like I'm saying, I'm doing 
flat, like small flat things a lot that I can put in an envelope. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've had an issue where it doesn't. Uh, so the bed for this one is like a piece of rubber. It's like a rubber mat that's magnetic that slides mm-hmm. onto this platform. So you pull that off. I don't know if that's what yours is like. And it's bendable. And that's how you take the 3D print off. Well, um, it's not you ha- when you first th- this is one of the harder things about getting it to when you first get it, you need to calibrate it. And it has like a it just prints like a flat circle. And you're wanting a smooth, even flat circle. Mm-hmm. Um, and if it's not, you st- tighten a screw or you loosen a screw. But I have a situation where my bed isn't exactly even. And so half part of it does register and is the right thickness that it prints. And then part of it is too close, like the nozzle is too close to the bed. So nothing comes out or it's too far and just a stringy thing comes out. Um, And what I, what I had to do was get some masking tape and put layers of masking tape, like under my bed in the spots where it was too, where it was. um, Interesting. too far away from the tip so i had a lot of trial well it was working pretty like when i first got it it worked and i made something with it it was like cool great but then i was trying to make a thin detailed specific thing and right and it was struggling it was it was a problem but i i've i got it to i figured it out just with some elbow grease and ingenuity and now it pretty much works i just i had to write my own kind of registration lines on the magnetic board that's like okay the bed needs to be right here and this is the front now. <laughs> so. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I, I've heard of with other, uh, I know Roscoe had a 3d printer and I don't know what kind he had, but he was having trouble with that. Mm-hmm. Um, the one I have can self level the bed. Like if you do, like nice. the, you just run like a thing and it levels it, but That's mine also it like, what do you, does yours have that? Oh, I'm just saying that sounds lovely. Um, <laughs> my, my is. bed is at an angle um because it has to be because i didn't build it right so my like x-axis is at an angle and it took me forever to figure out why it wasn't level until i realized well of course the whole thing isn't level so it's just a stupid skewed looking thing anyway yeah uh bed leveling is the worst it is yeah i mean it's a pain for me and it does it itself but it's still a pain because like you still have to manually set it but like it will like it's it like will self-level itself but i still have to like context for people who don't know like so you got your 3d printer nozzle and it needs to put the plastic out at the right spot and this Mm -hmm. mostly matters at the start because Mm -hmm. if it's right like it's got to be like a tiny fraction of a millimeter perfectly right at the right spot Mm -hmm. and otherwise it will not touch the surface which means it won't which means it won't start and there's spider webs everywhere or it'll gouge itself into the that. Yep. I did that. So, in, so to clarify too, there's a difference between, I realized mine self levels. What I have to set is the Z depth, right? Like mm-hmm. the depth of the print. So like, oh. yeah, you'll, so you'll basically. Yours will definitely be flat. Like yours won't have the problem. Mine will I was always just be flat. Discussing, but you will yeah. have the problem of, is it too close or too far yeah, away yeah. when you first get started? And there's, there's a cool thing I found where it just like a bed leveling test where like, it'll just like, it just prints it all. And like it tells me if the if the layer one is a good depth or not, just by looking at it, I can go, oh, this is not a good depth, and I can tweak it a little bit. But once mm-hmm. you know what that depth is, you just leave it there. And mm-hmm. like I know mine was like minus point seven 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 seven, like yeah. for the longest time. But then I switched nozzles and couldn't figure out why it wasn't working. It was like, oh, this nozzle is like slightly <laughs> different length, um, and it was and a then, huge oh. pain. 
And to be to be clear about my fix, in case anybody's listening to that has a toy box, I'm saying the masking tape is on the bottom of the bed. Yeah, now. right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If it was on the top, it would not be printing correctly. It would be melting. Yeah, that'd the masking be bad. Tape. That'd be so, bad. Yeah. Um, yeah, and also the temperature matters, like in the air, um, because my because heat. I mean, heat changes the expansion of stuff. That's yep. not how you say it. Heat makes things expand and contract, mm-hmm. and my bed is not quite attached correctly, so I have to clamp it on with like big binder clips so that it stays attached to its thing. Because otherwise, depending on the heat, it will be like slightly curved. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I have to make sure I don't do my bed leveling until the whole thing is heated up. Because if I do it too early, it's going to keep heating up and then keep settling into its final right, like, right. spot. Oh, yeah. so. And that is a, a, another thing that is like, you don't want it to be too close to a vent or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like I happen, my office is an interior room with no vents in it um, because it was an app. It was, we added it on. So like there were no heat vents that were coming through here. Um, so like I can just close my door and like the temperature will stay a mean level of like <laughs> the temperature. It won't like fluctuate much. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for printing, that's really helpful. Um, you can also, to help with that, you can like Heather's yours, if I know, re- recall correctly, yours has its own built in case that it prints inside of, right? Um, it like prints inside a box. Kind of. It's a completely open box though. You never oh, okay. close it. You okay. never close it. Yeah. It just, okay, it okay. has, it is a box shape in the whole apparatus whole apparatus is inside that box but Mm -hmm. three of the sides are completely open i see and um box sides yeah but so the purpose of having a 3d printer at least the reason i got it was i wanted to be able to make prototype pieces um that would you know custom whatever i needed um and that has been invaluable like even if it's like hey i just need a bunch of coins in these different colors and i want to make them specific I can just do that. Or, you know, we have this game about minecarts and I found a file. Thingiverse is the best place in the world mm-hmm. uh, for a bunch of three designs. <laughs> and you can tweak those too. So like I'll move them down and then I'll like tweak them a bit to make it exactly mm-hmm. be what I need and then print it. Um, and so like I was able to make these little minecart minis uh, and all sorts of different things you can make to do different uh, stuff. I mean, Connor, you... Um, the uh the conveyor belt you made is that some of that's 3d printed and some of it's done through the cricket or is that all done um, through the cricket? no that's all the, the cricket because i'm trying okay. to keep this game uh feasible <laughs> so right. i figure if right, i can right, prove right. that it can be made of like double layered card chipboard um, right, but no right. i've made the meeples for it because i wanted to get the theme across a little bit more and i'm going to show these on camera but i've got my little like robots um, nice. nice and little it just meeples, really yeah. get i changed from like boring meeples to these robot mm-hmm. meeples and people just got the theme immediately yep and are like i do that a lot with, with, yeah. with custom little meeples and stuff too because it's just it's just more fun right and it just yeah. kind of grabs people's attention um yeah. and for and uh yeah for and it's nice connor's oh, robots are not robots they're like robot arms they're like yeah. factory oh, yeah. robot arms it yeah. reminds me yeah. of if anybody's seen iron man one two or three he's got the little robot assistant that's just like the arm that wheels yeah, around that. it looks like that yeah yeah awesome. um, it's supposed to be like the robot arm in a factory over a conveyor yeah so. yeah it's very yeah. cool um so i i like it for that i also you know like when when we were working on perfectly parceled to be able to just be like hey we're just going to make these 3d pieces because we want this to be a 3d game so we're going to make the 3d pieces so that people can really see it right like this is what it looks mm-hmm. like um in fact, one of the issues I actually have found is that 
I'm like, oh, I could use, I need little, little coins for this. I'm just going to print them. And like, I have like, and that cabinet behind me is like full of game design bits. And like, mm-hmm. I'm not using them as much because I'm using 3d printed stuff because it's mm-hmm. so cheap and fun. Um, and the kids love it too. Like, so outside of game design stuff, like I make way too much stuff for my kids, uh, 3d printed. Um, but yeah, like, I, I find it super useful and functional outside of game design and within game design. Yeah, one big difference between, you know, mine cost, I got it, I think, on a Black Friday sale last Christmas, and it was like less than $300, I believe. I think it was, including all the filament and stuff, it was about 300 or a little under mm-hmm. um, on the sale that I got. Yours, you were telling us before we started recording that it... You got it for like seven hundred, but you were. I got it for a like seven hundred bucks, and it's normally about for the version I have. It'd have been about twelve. It's a Prusa MK S MK S three MK plus three something like that. I don't know. There's a bunch of letters there. It's fancy. It's it's like one of the really good ones you can get, and I just happened to get a crazy deal off somebody who was selling it, and it was brand new. Um, and so, and they were, they've been really invaluable in helping me get it set up and stuff. So I think there's a big difference. Like I see a big difference in your prints than from mine. Like I can, when I print things, I can really see the grain. It looks, Mm -hmm. it looks grainy, whatever I print, you know, it looks very obviously 3d printed. Sometimes stuff still looks grainy though. Like uh, there are certain, it, sometimes it depends on the molds that you're printing, like the files, but I mean like some things like, so I'm going to bad podcaster here. I'm showing them my little link statue that I made from. Like that's mm-hmm. like 15 or 20, well, it's like probably like 20 3d printed pieces and it's link from Zelda uh, with all like, he's all fancy and stuff and it's all separate snap together pieces and stuff. And I mean, if you look closely, you can see like the grain through there, but mm-hmm. like it is, yeah, it's a lot smoother. Right. Um, cause it's also, cause it's a good sculpt. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say yeah, the biggest, can you... oh, sorry, go for it, go for it. Can you do two colors at once or does your not you just have one nozzle just like i just have one nozzle so i have yeah, multicolor so, things like that that are they yeah you print out puzzle pieces basically and you snap them together to have a multicolored yep. toy um you can like i mine i could buy a multicolored nozzle for mine but okay. i i don't want to it's just too much of a pain it's so much easier for me to just to print the pieces and then put it together mm-hmm. um that I don't, I don't think I would ever consider that. I know other people who have, and they, they're able to make it work. It's a lot of work, uh, getting it to work. Right. And I just, the benefit of it is not much because yeah. most models, most people don't have that. So most models on Thingiverse mm-hmm. come in multiple pieces so I can print mm-hmm. all the pieces in different colors and then just glue it or snap together. And then there's a kind of glue that I use. Um, it is glue masters, medium viscosity, that's literally all it says. Glue masters, medium viscosity. Uh, <laughs> and that is like the greatest glue that I've found. It dries super quick. It's super hard. Um, but it comes it... off your fingers pretty well when I get it on okay. there every single time. Um, that was that my very next really question. Good. Is it like, yeah. is it miserable? Like super glue? It's not. That it makes you feel I don't horrible. even notice okay. anymore. I literally just rub my fingers together really quick. And then it's and then it doesn't bother me anymore. Wow. That's um, a miracle. I need to buy some of that for yeah. just other reasons. <laughs> But the the thing about like having a 3D printer, at least for me, has been that it is fun and usable and it's also kind of a pain in the butt, though. Right. Like there Mm -hmm. are things like it's gotten a lot easier. I can, you know, okay, I want a model that looks like this. I can grab it and I can just pull it down. But like with the houses for perfectly parceled, I wanted all the houses to look different. 
And I found files for all of them, but the problem was the files would be like, it's an empty house, not a filled house. So now I have to fill the house with something, um, which doesn't sound hard, but depending on (laughs) what your skill level is with that, it can be a huge pain in the butt. And like, I learned the hard way of like, um, like I would take, for instance, I was like, okay, I'm going to print these 50 coins. So I copy them. I make one and I copy them all and I put them all out and then tell it to print and then realize that I didn't put them in the same order I copied them in. So the printer is literally like jumping around printing from spot to spot all around on the Mm -hmm. counter. Does that make sense, Connor? Like, so like Like the layers, basically the layers of the file. Right. So the order trying to print them in all these different pieces, Mm -hmm. even though they're merged together, it didn't like print them in a logical order. So the print took like five times as long. And some of the coins like came up because they took so long for it to get back to them. And it was a pain. It was awful. Um, so, you know, it, it's a learning curve that you learn as you go. Um, and you, yeah, because yeah. people always describe it as like, oh, you just get to print things. And I'm like, there is like not, 20 though. steps before you turn the <laughs> right, printer right. on. <laughs> like, not to mention, like, my kids will like, see like a file and be like, can you just print this? And I'm like, sure, it takes 20 hours and I bet it's not going to work. <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah. so it's a pain. Like slicers, like you got to find a mm-hmm. good slicer which is the software that well you got to find a good model that's like right. going to stand up right and stuff when it prints and not fall mm-hmm. over and mm-hmm. blah 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 um and then you got to find a slicer which takes a 3d model and turns into layers and then you've yep. got to make sure the settings mm-hmm. are correct for the filament that you've got um like i had to go through a whole bunch of testing to figure out how to get the thing to just stay and it's like the first layer needs to be at a higher temperature by this many degrees than the yeah, next layer. Yeah. And it needs to be much slower for the first layer. And then the next layer can be a little bit quicker. And it's just like, and it's so, like the cricket again. It's just like all of these steps to figure out how to just get the thing some, to work. Some of the steps you're though, describing are not part of the toy box. I will say. Yeah. Right. That's well, you, the just, of that you don't one. have as many options on there. I'll yeah. say this, that some tricks I've learned to avoid that. If you're going to get a printer, um, one with the Prusa, it comes with its own proprietary slicing program that is phenomenal. Like I do a ton of work within that program for reshaping things and messing with things. And it works fantastic. Um, and it's made to work exactly with a printer because it's mm-hmm. the same brand and like it's all programmed to jive together and it does. Um, but two, the other thing is I always buy the same brand of filament, the exact same brand of filament. Yes. I use atomic filament filament depending on where you buy it can be good or bad um just because it's expensive doesn't mean it's good just because it's cheap doesn't mean it's bad uh (laughs) but if it's different it's different and like so the heat tolerances are different for that so like i found with the atomic filament that i use that it's pretty much all the same i notice like if i'm using like a translucent one or like slightly different like a silky one it'll be a little different but for the most part, I can use the same exact settings and you use it a works. Temperature tower? I've never done a temperature tower, no. I just I um I, I've heard that too. Yeah, but like I I set the temperature. I think I set the first layer for like 10 degrees hotter than the other ones, and that's it. Yeah. And it just works. Well, because sometimes so, like the like the shiny ones just work better at slightly different temperatures than others. So you can get mm-hmm. you can find yep. these temperature tower files on Thingiverse that basically print each layer at a different temperature, and each right. layer includes like 
a little point and an overhang right. and an arch right. and all of the so little pieces. See. And yep. you can kind of see. And also the best part is it prints the number, <laughs> the temperature on the side. Right. Yep. So you can yep. just have a look at it and be like, I can't I can't read that 205, so we're not right. using that layer. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, I've found that by using the same type of filament, and yeah. there's a bunch of different kinds. I use PLA for everything um just because it's very versatile and it does a lot there's like petg and some other stuff i just use pla don't use whatever the one is that starts with a which one's that i don't know don't use did you say yeah i made this mistake and got like a cool color and then uh let me find it my my question for you when you're describing like you find that house that you found and but you needed it to be filled in Mm -hmm. do you what do you use to fill it in do you use blender or something else so for that i use a program called tinkercad um only because i I don't know how to use blender so tinkercad's free it's online it saves all your stuff they have a bunch of pre-generated shapes and stuff that i use quite a bit actually as a base for certain things like i made um i made a lego uh, stand for my kids that's like it's like bleacher style and then i printed like mm-hmm. um not legal little lego pads for them to the characters to stand on so it's like a character <laughs> stand and i did that all in tinkercad just by um just by uh okay. like i took a shape and then i made the shape scale so that it looked like bleachers and then put the little holes in it for it and I think then I, re- I remember seeing a picture of this in the yeah, Discord. Yeah, and, and the kids familiar. loved it. It worked great. And those things were like 30 bucks at our Lego store. <laughs> and oh, it wow. cost me probably $1.50 to print it. So, yeah. you know, that I, kind of stuff I, is really, really helpful. I'm pretty sure Blender is also free. I have downloaded it. but it's, Oh, yeah. I, it's I just don't really, know how to do it. Yeah, it's, it's uh, not clear. It's not obvious to me how to use it. And I quickly, briefly looked at a YouTube video and thought, I don't have time to watch this and figure this out right now. But yeah. it sounds right, like right. Tinkercad might be more intuitive Super than easy. Blender. Okay. And Counter also, I see like, posted it's ABS. You're right. ABS. Yeah. I've never don't heard anyone say ABS. anything good about that. So PLA is the simplest, easiest to use. PE, PETG, I've been told, takes a little more doing to get it to work right. Uh, but if you know what you're doing, there are reasons why to use that. I think it's stronger, but maybe more brittle um so like like you're not doing anything that matters i think this is what i'm kind of realizing with this whole conversation is like none of us are actually doing 3d printing or cricket stuff as the the pure hobby of 3d printing or cricket right Mm -hmm. we're all just trying to use it to do other stuff Mm -hmm. so it's like it definitely helps but as you just have to kind of accept and get into your like routine of these are the only types of things i do i only (laughs) use this one filament (laughs) i only make tiles i only you know and then everything's fine as long as you just don't try and go crazy with it. It just just like make the simple stuff. So you're saying yeah. don't I mean, don't be a creative. Don't be a creative. That's be a, a cre- so- but like know what you're being like if you want to get into 3D printing, that's a whole other topic from right. what's yeah. the minimum yeah. you can do with a 3D printer for like board yeah. game design, which is right. like and go think- grab Tinkercad, import a PNG, ta-da, you've got a meeple. <laughs> like right done and i think that that's the thing (laughs) is like to remember is that like the bar for entry is actually pretty low on this stuff to be useful because i don't know Mm -hmm. a lot about it i've learned a ton about 3d printers and i've made some really fun stuff but i still am like total amateur hour on this stuff and i find a way to make it incredibly useful for me and for board games and for other stuff um 
You could probably have so, a podcast I mean, don't let that, only yeah. about 3D printing, right? Right. There's right, probably podcasts right. that are only about that. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm sure there are all sorts of different. Uh, there is a there's a board game uh, on Facebook. There's a board game 3D printer thing where you like where people pre 3D print all sorts of different fun mm-hmm. components and stuff for games that have already been done. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like I follow that because I love get to, like stealing those ideas. <laughs> so. <laughs> Oh, what's the Connor? What is the name of the 3D printer that you have? I think the other two oh, of us yeah. have said the name of ours, <laughs> but you haven't yours. It's the Creality Ender 3 V2, I think. I think yeah. it was like 350 bucks or something. I can't remember. Um, I think that's about like, right because that's the one I was looking at. A friend had recommended that one to me as a good model to start out with, and that's what I was going to get. It's mm-hmm. like kind of big, it can do a bunch of stuff. It's like, it's, it's, it's cheap because you got to put it together yourself and oh boy, mm. when you're working with precision stuff, that's not usually good. Um, mm. So it just takes a bunch of fiddling and getting all of the screws in the right place and disassembling it and reassembling it again. Um, you know, for, for yeah. people who feel comfortable doing it and have a creator space in their city or near them, yeah, maybe it'd be a good idea to buy it, but then take it there. <laughs> and ask somebody there to help you assemble it, right? That knows what Honestly, they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a bad like, idea. It it took me I I wanna say like a week or two until I'd figured it out. Uh like it took me like a few hours to build the thing and try and get it running the first time and then watch it completely fail. Um <laughs> and then I had to go fix a bunch of screws. And yeah, if I could if if I had someone who knew what they were doing, <laughs> so much easier. <laughs> Or right. by the the toy box one, which is made for kids, and mm-hmm. therefore it will work. <laughs> Just yeah, will the, work. I right, I was right. printing my first thing an hour later. Yeah, it really yeah. was. Yeah, I was the, not. The promise it was took me fulfilled. a few days yeah. to get to something. Yeah. Yeah. It's like how much how much do you want to get into the three D printing hobby? If you right, just want right. meeples, I'm sure that toy box will be fine. And oh, who yeah. cares about the brittleness of a meeple? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. The if only the meeple it... brittleness is a problem, you're using it wrong. Uh, the the only reason you wouldn't want to get a toy box as a game designer, from my perspective, is if you for some reason you you want to print pieces that are like whole boards. Like let's say you mm. wanted to print a a six by six board that like held Scrabble tiles or something mm. like that, or like a, a frame mm-hmm. that you could use for, for putting hex tiles in where you can push it down and like, they're easy to pick up or something like that. That, that would be point. like yeah. a big could flat definitely thing. do that with mine, but yeah, you to do that with a toy box, you'd have to make it into puzzle pieces that like snap together <laughs> right. because you can't right. make anything bigger than about two and a half by two and a half base, probably okay. at the base. It's quite small. That's small, yeah. Maybe three inches of a base could you reliably get, and then it can be it can be quite tall though. It could be like the bed keeps going down deeper and deeper. Uh, it could probably be like six inches tall, but not like a big flat thing. You wouldn't be able to make it with a in one piece with the uh, toy box. And I think I can reliably print. Um probably 11 inches like square like so okay. 11 by 11 oh. like yeah for sure like maybe 10, more than that. maybe in- more than that i think it's like it's my whole board my whole plate is 25 millimeters or centimeters across 
So, but you want to give some distance to the edge of that. So, yeah, yeah. I usually I- try not to print anything that's more than like ten or so uh, in general. But I, I have before. That that also means that you could make a lot of meeples at once, right? Oh, yeah, Whereas exactly. I could maybe make tokens, like four. Like, yeah, yeah, you know. I've learned that the hard way, though. Uh, if you make too many small things, yes. uh, what happens is it takes too long for it to print the second layer, which mm-hmm. means there's nothing weighing it down really for a while, yep. which means mm. the heat from the bed that's attaching it starts to warp all the edges up, which means then it catches on one of them, knocks it off, and yeah. then your like 30 meeples you're printing, yeah. ruined. All ruined. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah right. I've ran into yeah, that. I found things. that like I can do like 40 coins at once, but that's because they like the entire circumference of the coin is adhered to the bed and it is thick enough even with layer one that it won't pop up and it's so fast it'll mm-hmm. do like 40 coins in in 30 minutes right so like it it you know it goes pretty quick but yes if there's think- not enough places for it to adhere to the bed and you try and print too many it will fail for sure every time and it the, sucks when it happens the, the ironic thing is that the toy box isn't big enough to do this but it That's doesn't have thinking, yeah it doesn't have this heat bed thing going on at all it's my my bed is not hot it doesn't get hot it's a piece of rubber like it mm. it's not <laughs> yeah no my bed is 70 <laughs> degrees every time i print so yeah the nozzle i think prints at yeah. 210 no 200 maybe 200, yeah. 210, something like that. And then the bed is, I have the bed up, amped up to 70 because at 60, it it had more of the problem Connor was discussing where it would just Interesting. not adhere. So like, and it was it melted onto the surface almost. And right. So that, that's it does how help too if you use a really the, good, So that's the cleaner. sticky thing from the cricket, so, yeah. right? It's the same yeah, thing. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, yeah. Okay. I had an, so I had a harrowing experience with my 3D printer that I almost don't want to say in detail because it'll make people cringe but let me yes let's put it on permanent record then yeah the the uh i um there was just like a little thin piece of debris still stuck to the bed that i was Mm -hmm. scraping off with my fingernail and i'm just gonna leave it at that be careful when you're scraping skinny pointy i have had similar uh, really gross experiences with that (laughs) same exact thing uh (laughs) that were very painful so i know exactly what you're talking about and 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 it sucks horrifying not only and they're also horrifying like you're like i have to deal okay this just happened like you know what i mean you have to like accept what has happened to you so that i'm telling the story as a psa trying not to make anybody faint as they listen to me tell the story but yeah I have not had it as bad as you probably have, but yeah, it's, it's not good. We be careful when you're scraping stuff off is what Heather's saying. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. Well, this was, uh, this was a super (laughs) fun discussion around this stuff. Hopefully the listeners found it useful. I would love for the listeners, uh, who aren't in the discord to check out the discord, um, and, uh, pop in and tell us your thoughts on this. We have a whole channel for 3d printing. We could make a whole channel for cricketing if you wanted oh, um for the longest time i called it the cry cut um mm-hmm. yeah i yeah. but when you want to cut out it, chits and stuff yeah. that's how you do it <laughs> yeah i thought it was um circuit i keep saying circuit in my brain oh it, it does look like circuit and that would make more <laughs> i mean like yeah yeah but i know it's cricket okay and um, they they help you out because the logo has a couple like the c has a couple things. little antenna you know nice 
Probably because a lot of people said, oh, cry cut. Um, <laughs> right. <yeah>. right. <laughs> All right. Well, that was uh, that was good. Yeah. So before before we wrap up, uh, I just want to uh, give you all a chance to shout out anything you want. Heather, I know you are the mastermind behind Protospiel Online and uh, and stuff like that. So, yeah. Uh, yes, so you can find Protospiel Online at protospiel.online, and our handle is protospielo, P-R-O-T-O-S-P-I-E-L-O, on Twitter and Twitch and Instagram uh, and Facebook. And we're starting to get back into doing, I think by the time this one comes out, we will already have done our first Protospiel-tested stream on Twitch again. But um, opening up and doing those again, those are streams where we play games that are available in digital form that had once been playtested at any protospiel. So it could have been playtested at an in-person protospiel, but mm -hmm. it's more of a slam dunk if it was uh, at an online. They, we definitely know there's a digital version of it, right? Right, so. right. Yeah, it makes it easier. <laughs> but it's not limited only to protospiel online. So if anybody's hearing this and they know of a game that was tested at a protospiel that's now published, please reach out to me. We're happy to um, show off your games. And uh, we especially lean towards doing things that are being launched, though. So um, one that I think when this comes out, it's still going to be on Kickstarter. The one we're going to be doing, our Twitch stream is going to be over, but you can still look at the Kickstarter, is Age of Comics. Um, that's by an Italian couple. Mm -hmm. It's a pretty neat game, worker placement game. So, And then if you want to get ideas and tips on the opposite type of prototyping tool than what we were talking about, the digital prototyping tool. We have resources to help with that on our website. By the time you're looking, if you go to the homepage of Protospiel Online, you can find a guide to online prototyping tools. Um, you can learn more about those and their features and comparison chart, that kind of thing. That's great. That's great. You have a lot of good services around Protospiel Online that are Thank helpful you, Jason. to people. <laughs> Thank you. I had a great time at the last one. Yes, it was good to have you. Yes, I didn't get to go, but Jonathan tested our game there, and it sounded cool. Yes, I finally so, yeah. got to play a game with Jonathan. That's the other <laughs> thing, is that uh, I wanted to have Protospiel online because I knew I wouldn't be going to Protospiel anymore for a long right. time because of the pandemic, and I was going to miss everybody. But then running it kept me from actually participating until just recently. So shout out to <laughs> David Masnato. His help mm -hmm. has been pivotal in me being able to actually I can actually pretty clearly promise if you come, I'll play. I can play test with you. Yay! Awesome, awesome. Yes, and also plug for David. He's super cool. So it's true. Uh, Connor, is there anything special you want to shout out? Ooh, uh, not really. Technically, I'm on Twitter uh, at Connor J Wake, um, but I don't post. So maybe I'll post when I have stuff. And yeah, that's that's my plug. <laughs> right. Awesome. <laughs> Well, hey, listeners, I hope you enjoyed the conversation we had tonight and found it enlightening. Like I said, come to our Discord, check that out, uh, and uh, tell us your thoughts on these things we talked about. And uh, yes, you can find us at buildofthegamepodcast.com. There you can find a link to our Discord. You can, of course, email us at buildofthegamepodcast at gmail.com. Finding us on the Twitter is probably the easiest thing to do, at podcastbtg, at jaslingerland. I am at jaslingerland. I just said that. Heather is at Heather D. Newton. Uh, for her personal Twitter, Connor is at Connor J. Wake. Uh, you can find us all on there. Uh, but until next week, good night. Good night. Good night. Building the game. Ooh.
Building the game with Jason and friends. With Jason and friends. Building the game. Building the game with Jason and friends. With Jason and friends. The end of the episode. That's when it technically ends.